It's the Redemption Road Trip with Dana Vaudray and Peel Today on Radio Live. It's Dana and Peel here from Radio Live. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Oh, good. We're um, almost there at Levin. We're about 35 minutes away. Um, but we thought we'd just give you a call while we're driving just to find out a little bit more about Alan and why you recommended catching up with him. Yes. Um, I first met Alan through church, and he's a person that's um, very um, interested in making sure that people have a good life and that things... Um, for older people, uh, he's trying to make things better in Lipin for older people. Um, he's a friendly town, to, sort of. What age is Alan? What sort of uh, area of age is he? Um, somewhere between mm, 70, 75. Wow, awesome. But he's, he's pretty energetic, we hear. You know, he's a mover and a shaker. Yes, um, he's blind. Yep. Um, he's out and about in the community doing all sorts. And he seems like someone who's pretty passionate. He sort of wears many different hats and looks after many different sort of initiatives in the community. Yes, he's on several local committees and he does um, Red Cross and all sorts. He's a lay preacher at the church. And and, and even into the Scottish heritage, I believe. Yes. Lovely. Well, we are looking forward to meeting him. Um, and it's good just to get a little bit of a heads up about him. But thanks for your time, Thelma. Okay then. See you soon. Bye. Bye. I like that. Listen. Wants to make life better for other people. Yeah, she obviously thinks the world of our man. Quite often when I was a tour guide, I'd make stuff up because it was more interesting. Or so you just make up facts? Yeah. So, so what's the fact from here? There was a great uh, Maori chief who was renowned for his physical prowess and his amazing looks. Anyway, this guy called Peel, he... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, it's a waste of time. Hey, there it is. You mean... The library. That seven-foot sign (laughs) that I missed. Hey, we're right next to New World. Welcome to Levin Shopping Centre. What an amazing library. Oh, wait till you get... They've got books and everything. Really? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, free deal. This looks like a library. Young fellas. I'm Dana. Pure, nice to meet Pio, you. Good to see you. Thank, yeah. thank you. Thank you. This, this is, is the most space. awesome place. That, you know, it really is. It's you've so good. You've got the cafe. You've got the youth spaces. Yeah. You enter. Yeah. People Big playing the piano. Play. Librarians at the counter. No, no, shh, shh. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I'll go and ring our colleague upstairs and we'll get him to come down. Okay. So back in a second, guys. Hold on. You see that? Just punch me in the pocket. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I'm Gareth Stevens. I'm Youth and Community Service Centre Manager here at Tatakari. And this place is the reason that I took my job uh, four years ago when I started with the Horofino District Council as a Community Development Advisor. What I saw 
uh, and the time that I'd been away from Levin for just a year change uh, before the facility was built and afterwards uh, just gave me a sense of the vision uh, that this district had and that's been true. It's been beautiful to watch. Uh, Joanne Dillon or JD as I seem to be more commonly known. I'm the community learning lead so my role here is creating learning opportunities for our community. A lot of the people I teach are older people and they may have been given a tablet for Christmas and they want to try and figure out how to connect with their family overseas. So we do a lot of digital literacy in that, that sort of role. Well, here we are in Te, te Takeretanga o Kurahopo. Mate, you could read the Māori news, spitting that out. That's, do it again. Te Takeretanga o Kurahopo. So what does Te Takere mean? Uh, it's about the dispersal of knowledge. Um, yeah. The, and Okurahopo, so Kurahopo was the yeah, waka that yeah. Mopoko's people or yeah. ancestors arrived on. Uh, but it also means Kura is about like learning, yeah, um, Po is about like energy, mm. and Po is also about like the journey from darkness to light. So yeah. when you combine all the meanings for each of those parts, um, that's kind of what you get the purpose of this place is for the community to come in and share their knowledge. It's amazing actually as you walk in, because I thought we were coming to a library, but you walk in and there's like this youth space and there's noise and energy and Table laughter. tennis. Table tennis. I know I saw that. I was keen yeah. to go back. I've got a little girl to my left watching Peppa Pig. There's a guy playing piano. There's people reading. And I'm talking quite loud and no one's telling me to be quiet. So <laughs> that's no surprise over there. And there's a cafe as well. It actually has a real community feel. How did this all come about? Um, it's a little bit of magic really. There was no blueprint that made this necessarily successful other than to get uh, a place where people would want to congregate. So did we put this piano player on in the background on purpose for the interview and the answer is no. Um, this is just someone who decided to come along and use the piano and that happens quite regularly and the same can be applied to the rest of the space. It's the people that fill it up. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, but there's a movie, and the phrase in the movie is "build it and they will come." Mm. Is that is is that what's happened? Do you think, Jamie? I think it is. Yeah, and and just thinking of the building, the youth space that you mentioned used to be the Live-In Public Library, so all of our collections and all of our events were crammed into that space. So now we've moved all of the library through here. Mm. And as you can see, we've created a whole lot of different spaces and people have taken ownership of it themselves and they're using it as they like to use it and they have little meetings, business meetings, they catch up and play card games. It's, it is kind of just like an extension of people's living rooms. They can just come in and be comfortable. You know, it's, it's just really user friendly, eh? It is, yeah. We had the advantage of having kind of this big empty uh, building that used to be a supermarket that was adjacent to our old library and so um, because of that opportunity that presented itself, um, you know, it, it meant that the imagination was the only limit in terms of what we could, could potentially do with it. And so, yeah, there, there, there really was no blueprint. We were planning on having a library in here and, and chucking a couple of other facilities, but now we have something like 16 or so different business units. We've got the AA here, we've got a cafe, visitor information, a complete function centre, we do exhibitions, got a dedicated exhibition space and also a, a permanent Te Māori space with stuff on loan from Te Papa. So, yeah, there's plenty going on. I just went to the bathroom before and I saw you've got a big theatre that I, apparently you play like TED Talks and stuff on. Yep. And, and it's not just like, you know, you think of like a small town sort of theatre. It's amazing in there. It's so beautifully designed. It's like everything's being thought out. It's a space that you want to hang out and keep coming back to. Absolutely. And we complement that with a few uh, regular events. We have quiz nights. 
and there's also a lot of clubs that come and use the space, cards clubs, um, Tai Chi. Craft, um, workers, all sorts of things, yeah, yeah, yoga. Not that long ago we had a group called the Geriatrics in here, painting. Geriatrics. Geriatrics, yeah. So who, I mean, a lot of effort to go to make sure that this place hums, and that's your guy's job? Uh, more or less, yeah. yeah. It's to Big just, it's, it's an amazing place to come to work though, to walk in here and go, wow, I'm paid to be here. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really inspirational space. Um, and I guess it's part of our kaupapa that we do things a bit differently here. And that's quite a liberating feeling. Do you get that sort of inspiration or that positivity coming back from the people who walk through here? I mean, do you, have you got stories around or, or those regular faces or? Yeah. Well, within the library world alone, uh, four and a half years after this place has opened, we're still getting visits from librarians from around the country and overseas coming to look at what we've done here. Yeah. This week we've had people from Upper Hutt City Library, last week from Hastings District Libraries, and they're coming here and they're looking at what we've done and looking at what they can take back to their districts and cities. So that's quite exciting for a small town like Levin. Um, the novelty hasn't worn off it hasn't. either. Um, and on a personal level, when people have family visiting or friends, they say, I'm going to take you into Titakere and we'll have a look at what cool. they're doing. That and must make uh, you feel proud. We're, yeah. we're a destination. Yeah. Uh, we're the new t it's kind of like the new model for the town square, particularly for small you know, towns across New Zealand, to have a place where people, like a, a large open space where people can come and congregate. And as you mentioned, like not, not a quiet space where people are told to keep it down while they look for their book, but, you know, for a mixture of everything, culture and community centre is what we are. It's talking about a mixture, I mean you talk about all the different people that come in here and that have different groups, um, but in your community you've got such a variety of ages, um, ethnicities, I mean do people come here and meet new people and, and how do you get people to mix? Because I think it's so important, you've got that youth space, but I love the idea of, you know, the jury actress <laughs> <laughs> heading in there and you know taking them on in a, bit, in a few games. Absolutely, that's where some of our programming can really help as well. But uh, if you come back at two o'clock on a weekday, you'll see plenty of adults playing table tennis in the youth space too. And so there's plenty of flow over where that goes and some regulars and people get to know each other. You know, it's small town New Zealand. It's not um, it's not a new face in the place every day. You, you do yeah. tend to run into the same old, oh, it's Jim at the cafe and oh yeah, you know. Actually, I've just um, re-signed up at the library, my local library in Mangere Bridge, and I'd love for them to come check this out. I'm already looking forward to hanging out at my library, but now that I've seen this one, I'm like, oh. But you know, I'm just thinking when you look at New Zealand and the way we've grown, the centre of communities, church, marae, mm. school, okay? And some of those things have shifted. So this feels, to me as a Māori, it feels like a marae to me. Well, we worked on you know. that in the design as well, very yeah. closely with local iwis to make sure that it was a place, yeah. you know, for everybody. Yeah. And it is used as a as a whare as well. It's awesome, and and which is part of our journey as Maori. Quite often, you come to a marae like this, and people just give you crayfish. Yeah. Is that part of? <laughs> I don't get so many crayfish. But Pio, it sounds like you know a few people that could help me out with it. Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Mate. I'll look after you, buddy. Yeah, I'm Lou Roloff and uh, I've been a resident of Levin since 1981 
My voluntary effort is usually amongst older people simply because the organisation I am connected with, being Greper, uh, does cross-pollinate with all of the other older person uh, networks that exist across the broad spectrum of health-based well-being needs. I'm Alan Little and I've been a resident of Levin since the late 1983. I came to Levin with my wife and my children and fell in love with the community. I worked for Mid-Central Health as a nurse. I was the first person with defective vision to train and qualify as a nurse in New Zealand. I am a legally blind person. I'm an albino. I don't see very well. As a child, my learning was very impaired, so I had a hunger. I'm a radio ham, and I turned my interest in radio into a broadcasting station, which broadcasts radio for the print disabled or New Zealand's only radio reading service. However, that's a long time ago. I sit on the Older Persons Network at District Council and serve on, uh, on, on a couple of committees. I serve on the Liquor Licensing, Alcohol Licensing Committee. I'm a local Justice of the Peace. I'm, I'm a bit mad. I love the goons. Is it because you've got Scottish whakapapa? Hey, you're a bit too mad, laddie. Yeah, well, he... Because we're the same, bro, because yeah. we're clans people. That's Tino why we get on, oh, that's why get on so well. Ka pai, eh? <laughs> Scott. Scott, oh. Tino pai. Nee, kaore, no. Can't do He's that. He's got the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, I dabble. I, I, I love um, te reo and um, something which I treasure in my own personal thinking. Mm. I have a gorgeous wife um, and two adult daughters. I've got uh, four grandchildren. They're all unique, getting on, just flourishing where they're at. And that's what I hope will come out of this program. People will be encouraged to put their roots down and grow where they're at, celebrating the diversity, which is the modern world, and just appreciating facilities such as Te Takare. One of the issues that we have got in the Horofanua is that we've got a large number of rest homes all over the town. Well, you know, those rest homes bring their people in by vans, and the old folks get out of their vans and come into the library to collect their books for the next week. They've been in the rest home um, for some years, perhaps, and they may have felt isolated. Well... As the senior elected officer of Horofanua Greypower, I'm acutely aware that from a social uh, isolation point of view, there is a big and increasing problem with people my age and older, in that many of them haven't adapted to the introduction of uh, technology, they're not therefore um, uh, internet um, capable. And we find in this venue that we are in fact rubbing shoulders with the dynamics of the community, the people that are the dynamics of a community. One of the things that actually happens when you go to a rest home is you become disconnected from your whanau, from your 
from the people that used to be valuable to you in the community. The one positive commonality a lot of them now have got outside of their caregiving environment is the Te Takari Library. A lot of the staff in this facility have been here for a number of years and they know the public. And if someone hasn't seen the little old lady on a walking frame come in, they'll ask a question. The staff may not know a name, mm. but they recognise the person is absent. Quite mm. often, though, unfortunately, yeah. the councils haven't always got it right. Oh, this this, this initiative here, this just reeks of, of, of positivity, of aroha and all the rest of it, mm. you know. So this is a great template for other communities to use. The Te Takere model is all good. It fits and it's grown here in the Horofenua. But you know, it's not hard to replicate throughout the country. We have got the obvious um, array of books and CDs and anything in the information genre that you might look for. We do also have in this facility the family history service. And the local genealogical society has got all its resources in there. So people can come down to Te Takare and they can find out who they are and how they come to be who they are today. What do you think that does to a person when they find out exactly who they are? How do you think that sort of changes a person or how does that help a person? I believe that it gives a person an immense amount of self-esteem when they find out just where their Tūranga Waiwai is. When they find out how they came to be the type of person they are today, we need to understand just what makes us valued as citizens. A place like Te Takare has got a plethora of political opinion where people can come in and they can research what they want to find out. If they haven't got a computer at home, how many computers? I think we've got about 20 or 30 computers in this library. Ooh. More than that. And they're all active and they're all on fast broadband. This is fantastic. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> well, more than Auckland anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But we have traffic jams on our computers in Auckland, mate. <laughs> <laughs> People walk through the door and it's a place that they can find purpose, find out who they are. But we think about, you know, there's people that are isolated, maybe, you know, 10 blocks that haven't, haven't been in here. How do we reach out to those people and, and draw them into this and what's going on here? I would be surprised if there was not one person in this region that didn't know about Te Takari. Awesome. Not one person. I'm absolutely proud of the fact that our district council has had a vision and it has introduced a positive ageing policy some years ago. It sets certain standards, things that the public can expect and uh, one direct outcome of some of the philosophy and thinking behind that has been the magic that Lou and the Grey Power team have, in, have developed with advocating for a twice weekly bus service where there was none. Lou, do you want to tell me about that? Well, we've been frustrated in the fact that there has been a sort of like a Chinese wall of no public transport services being able to cross regional boundaries. 
that's caused us about 18 months ago to look outside our local council and to venture up to Horizons and we got a very good reception there. So we obtained an um, undertaking uh, from Horizons to look at the possibility of putting a bus on from Levin to Waikanae so that we could connect with the MetLink services at Waikanae Station. Mm -hmm. For it to succeed, it had to be something that Wellington Regional Council included in their uh, long-term plan. We of course visited and made representations to Greater Wellington and having been there, told them the need, we immediately got their support as well. And as simple as it seems, we now have a service that does cross a regional boundary. That actual interconnectivity between persons is what's been facilitated, isn't it? it is. Yeah. I don't drive. I'm actually um, a, a person with impaired eyesight, legally blind. Mm. I don't drive at all. So being carpool, I have to have this <laughs> stick, you see. And imagine me driving a car down the main street of Auckland. Barely get enough people, but that's my mobility cane. A lot of older persons have impaired sensory issues. Mine isn't because of my age, it's been there all of my life. But when people get into the age bracket where they've got to think about their future and getting around their town, what do they do? They can't, for instance, hop in their car because last time they hopped in their car they dinged the neighbour's dog. So what happens? They lose their driver's licence. And the emotional the psychological and the social impact of that brings the average feeling person to tears. A lot of people don't realise that they are becoming isolated. We've got mail deliveries in our town three days a week. You know, New Zealand Post and its wisdom cut the mail delivery down to three days a week. And, and so that can, in fact, give people even less opportunity to walk outside to the mailbox. One of the things that Te Tākari staff do here, we have a particular service, and that's the home service. Perhaps you want to share a bit about that, Joe. The way the home service works is that we have, um, firstly we have customers who for various reasons are unable to physically get here anymore, and then we have volunteers who do deliveries to those people, so uh, we we get to know those customers quite well and we put together bags of, of books, DVDs, audio books, puzzles that they might enjoy and there are volunteers that just pop in, pick up their bag, deliver it, have a conversation with them, they may even stop have a cup of tea, so it's quite a social mm. service, it's not just a delivery and yeah that, that is a popular service. It's a very popular service and one that I've heard favourably commented on in a number of uh, situations you know, it's, it's more than just someone dropping in a bundle of books. It's about this magic thing called a relationship. The thing is, just listening to you guys, it's, it's, it's so inspirational because you're filling in gaps. Mm. People have these gaps. And my mother-in-law's uh, 84 now and she lives with us. Um, the poisonous mushrooms didn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
but we've built her a place out the back. And she actually doesn't need to be busy seven days a week, but if she's got that Tuesday cup of tea and that Thursday meeting with the girls and that, you know, then her life has this presence and purpose. And that's what you guys are doing mm. through the infrastructure in this place. It's fantastic. That's Shall that's I retire here? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know, overcoming and managing social isolation is not something you take a pill for from your doctor. That begins in infancy when you're teaching children how to socialize, how to connect, how to belong to the community. You create an appreciation of information. And what is this? This is an information resource. This is an awesome facility and I'm ever so excited about the possibilities that this type of facility could be replicated elsewhere in Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'm not sure if you're excited though, eh? <laughs> oh. Oh. You're so excited, I love you it. You didn't and build a building, you guys. You built this big throbbing heart. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's it, you yeah, know, it's, it's the awesome. middle of it. This is the horror for Newark. It's not constant. It is always changing. And that's one of the best things about it. Fantastic. When we talked to Thelma, she said, because um, we asked her about you, we were like, tell us a little bit about him before we meet him. And she said, you're someone who wants other people to live a full life. Talking to you, I can see that. I mean, how do you go about that? Because I feel like you've got so many different things that you, many different hats you wear. I was hoping we wouldn't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally come from a paradigm of life enrichment. Every single human being has, to my way of thinking, some value, some worth, some capacity. And we as a society, not just the horrorpreneur, but we as a society need to discover that and nurture it. And I'll come back to Thelma, the lady who shall be answerable. She's the secretary for the Levinan District Senior Citizens Association, of which I'm the vice president. Um, if you want to have a successful garden, you put seeds in the ground. Then you have to tend them, you've got to water them. That's what it is with life. And my orientation is about helping people to flourish. I am a lay preacher of the Presbyterian Church of New Zealand, um, currently as parish clerk of the Levin Uniting Church down, down the main road here. You would have passed it coming in. One of the things that I've accepted in that church is to try and build up not only the people in the pew on Sunday, but people in the community and beyond. Help good networks, good relationships to be cultivated and developed. And that's what I think we as a community need to do. Not just me, Alan Little, but each and every one of us who is willing and able to do so. Wait till I talk to Thelma. <laughs> you know, we're driving away and I'm kind of thinking, Dana, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you hear about the different people that they're helping. 
The capacity is huge. Yeah, I just like the way they spoke about people, the way he spoke about children, you know, and the uh, sincerity of of his uh, aroha father, human beings, basically. Mm. Eh? But that whole whole thing about old people being lonely, uh, that's, that's sad, because when I was growing up, all the old people were on and around the marae, so they weren't lonely. They yeah. couldn't wait for us to leave, you know? Get rid of these kids. No. Um, my dad's from Samoa and I've got a huge family here in New Zealand. Our older generation are always in the middle of anything that we do. That's right. And that's what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what they're doing. They're, they are putting the vulnerable right in the middle of their the way they think, the way they live. That's cool. 